Keep that going for him. That's awesome. That is awesome. Oh man, he he had a lot of fun hitting on that drum too. Did you see that? He was he was having at it. 
Man, we're so glad you're with us tonight, man. Well, hey, you made it. End of 2020, you made it to Christmas. It's here. So, man, it's so awesome to be with you. So glad to see so many faces. And for you guys online, man, thank you for joining us this evening. And uh, it's a special night. Man, I hope it's a truly a special night for you. With everything you've been through this year, we really want you to walk away tonight with a sense of peace that, that only Jesus can provide. And that, that is our simple hope for you. And uh, man, we, we want this to be an engaging message, an engaging service. And so to, to help us do that, what you're going to need to do is go ahead and grab your phones. So go ahead and grab your phones out because there's some uh, opportunities for you to engage with us during the message and during the, the singing that's going to be through your phone. So uh, what I'm going to have you do is go ahead and text Christmas to 502-289-1387. So, so by texting Christmas to 502-289-1387, what that's going to do is that's going to give you a link that's going to pull up kind of all your Christmas digital resources you're going to need for the evening to engage with us. Uh, the first one I want you to look at is uh, the Connect card. There's a Connect link in there. So you'll be able to fill out and just let us know, man, you were here and kind of what you thought. And if you need anything, any prayer requests, all right there. And then another one really important is the digital uh, candle for later on in the message. You'll, you'll know when to use that then as well, but you want to make sure you have access to our candle on that, on that link. All right. And lastly, it's the Bible app. So that way you can follow along with us as we go ahead and teach you with what uh, God has to say about Christmas. And uh, so, man, we're so excited you're here. And, uh, man, not just for today, but we pray that this is something we get to see much more often. In fact, I want to invite you to Sunday, uh, this Sunday, 10 o'clock, one service. Uh, we're going to be teaching on joy. And, uh, man, if that's something you're hungry for, we'd love for you to come back and join us on Sunday at 10 o'clock. Um, and then the following Sunday, we kick off a new series trying to figure out how do we make 2021 not 2020. We got to make it awesome is what we got to do. And so that series is going to be called Make It Awesome. If you're like, man, I really want to make my year different. I want to go differently. Let's have at it. Let's make it awesome. I'm going to invite you to do that with us starting January 3rd. All right, with that being said, now that you got that text in, you got that link and everything going, I want to invite you to go ahead and stand up with us again. Go ahead and stand up. And uh, we are going to pray a prayer to God tonight, just a prayer of gratitude and joy and thankfulness. So, And then we're going to continue to worship and uh, have some fun together. So let me pray for us, and then we'll keep going. God, I love you, Lord. Thank you so much. It's cold outside, but Lord, it's warm in here. And man, we had some hot chocolate, and it's just been a night of mass and music and drums and God, just in every way, we do it all for you. So God, thank you for this opportunity we have to worship you. And Lord, as we've made it through this tough year, I pray right now for us to just be present right here with you. And with all the distractions and things that can be in the way, right now, God, let us just focus in on you and let us just really rejoice and really have fun and really love on you tonight. We praise you in Jesus' name. All right, it's your turn to sing with us, all right? Let's get our hands going.
tonight, all right? We're going to continue to sing out about our joy in Jesus, all right? Here we go. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let her receive her key. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. Heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Come on, we will sing, sing, sing. Joy to the world. We will sing, sing, sing.
Grab a seat. to love the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life
tell you to, about the nativity story. So once there was Mary and Joseph, they were about to get engaged. But then one day, when Mary was just spending her normal life, an angel came. Then the angel said to Mary, don't be afraid. I have bring you good news and good willings. For you have been chosen by the Son of God, by, by God to conceive the Son of God. She went to go tell Joseph. Joseph was like, what? So then... So then he decided to secretly break up with her. And then Joseph was sleeping, and then he saw bright light, and then it was an angel, and he said, Do not be afraid. God will trust you. You're having a baby. So Joseph had to take Mary, and the baby was due soon. So he put her on a donkey, and they went to Bethlehem. But when they got there, the innkeeper said, There's no room in the end, but it can stay in the stable. Um, um, baby Jesus is born in a manger. Now there were, in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And they would be a baby, a savior, born in a manger. The shepherds were so excited to see their finally awaited savior, they left their flocks and went over to go see and went, went over to go see the baby Jesus. They rode day and night to see baby Jesus born for me. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, you're the brightest star by far. Then the wise men saw a store, the store, and they, and they went to baby Jesus too, and they bought gifts with smelly spices. And then that is the story of the nativity. Man, it just doesn't get much more fun than young kids honestly retelling that story. My favorite line in there, and Joseph was like, what? <laughs> hey, isn't it beautiful outside tonight? Thanks for all of you who are here in person who decided to brave the cold and the snow. It feels like Christmas. Thanks for all of you who are joining us online, staying up a little late. Hey, I just want to wish you Merry Christmas, OCC. It is finally here. Have you ever given a Christmas gift that did not go quite as planned? Several years ago, my wife and I decided to give our girls new beds. We got them bunk beds because it was time for them to upgrade. They were sharing a room and they made their way to the big girl beds. And we ordered these things. They were excited about it. We were excited about it. The package finally came. It was their big Christmas gift. And we started to unbox everything. And then I started assembling all the pieces only to find what every parent dreads when they start putting together a piece of furniture or start assembling those toys, one of the pieces was missing. Now, eventually the company made it right. They sent us the stuff, but there was a delay in the joy for us. But I think that's a problem that a lot of people have this time of year is a missing piece. 
And the piece we're missing, it's bigger than a piece that's missing from a piece of furniture or a toy or a gift. It's bigger than forgetting to pick up the batteries for that toy. Some of y'all, I saw some eyes light up. Yep, stop by the gas station, get those batteries on your way home. It's bigger than a missing piece to a gift. It's bigger than that gift that hasn't shown up that when you search for the tracking, it just spins and says it's lost somewhere in transit, held hostage by one of the delivery companies. Now, the piece that many of us are missing is peace. For a lot of people, for some of you, there might be a missing piece from Christmas this year. Now, for many of you, the piece is missing in a normal year pretty often. Maybe it's because that you decide to host family and then family shows up. But you might have some family, kind of like Clark Griswold. You got cousin Eddie and the crew. They show up and you feel kind of held hostage in your own home. Their schedule, their way of doing things. And you're like, oh man, when are they ever going to leave? Maybe your piece is missing normally because you're the one who has to travel. And you got to brave the weather and you got to battle the other drivers. And you got to be you know, subject to somebody else's schedule when you get there. Maybe the piece is missing because you spend all the time in the kitchen and cleaning the house and you're cooking and cleaning and making sure it's gonna be a great Christmas for everyone else. But you're not too sure you get to experience too much of the merriment of the Christmas season. But that's a normal year. This year, maybe your piece is missing because none of that is gonna happen. Some of the family might not be able to come visit because they're quarantined. Maybe you don't get to travel because COVID has put a damper on your plans and you you can't go see family. Maybe there is no big meal to prep. None of the favorite sides or the favorite dessert from certain family members bringing it over. And we know it's bigger than the meal, but the meal is part of the joy. And maybe you're missing peace this year. And that happens so often for us. Peace seems to elude us. For all these reasons and more, We know that peace can escape us. And we know, we know that peace can be stolen from us, not just at this time of year. And peace can be stolen from us, not just this year in 2020. It might be heightened right now from this year and this season. But oftentimes, peace is missing. We live in a world full of chaos, and that chaos always threatens our peace. And so we're always searching for it, always longing for it. And this chaos in the world, it's no different now than it has always been. There's always been political strife and religious strife, class strife and divisions, pride and arrogance and disease and death, all kinds of problems that we face now, we've always faced as people. Selfishness and egos, disagreements between people. It doesn't sound like much of a fun Christmas service, does it? But that's the reality of the world in which we live. That's why we come looking for something more, that there's gotta be something beyond that, something better than that. That's what's so compelling about the Christmas story for me, is that in the story we find that peace enters into this world in a way different than it ever did before. And it comes in such an unexpected way. Luke records the story this way. It said, while Joseph and Mary were in Bethlehem, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. 
Because that's how you react when something like that happens. But then the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that's gonna bring great joy to all the people everywhere. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem in the city of David. And you, you're gonna recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the whole army of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. And that's our problem, isn't it? Peace on earth. We long for a peace here on earth. But our problem is that we search for peace here in this world from the things of this world. We long for a peace in this world, searching for it from other things in this world, trying to find it in different ways. Some of you, some of you desperately need peace. You're longing for peace from the pace of life you keep. You're longing for peace from your schedule. Some of you feel like you are an unpaid Uber driver for that young person in your home, constantly shuffling them to a kid's house or a school event or a sporting event. Some of you, as a student, feel that you are just kind of held hostage by school schedules and sports schedules and all that. And we look for and long for places to find peace from our schedule. We, we put markers on the calendar, that Christmas break that's coming up, that vacation that's coming up, that weekend away, the end of the semester, the end of the sports schedule, the end of that thing, the end of the week. Each week, just living for the end of the week. And then this crazy, sneaky thing happens where Monday always finds its way back on the schedule. And we just want peace from it. Some of you, you're banking all your hope that the calendar is gonna give you some peace. When we finally flip over and add a little one to this year, and we get to 2021, man, it's all gonna be over. 2021, it's gotta be better in 2020. But 2020 started pretty good for us. Those first couple months, and then it kind of took a nosedive, didn't it? And we're hoping that 2021 is gonna be better, but there's no guarantee that it is. I don't want to be a messenger of bad news. I mean, again, it's not shaped enough to be the happiest Christmas sermon you've ever heard. I got a feeling when we get to January, that phrase, hindsight is 2020, is going to take on a whole new meaning for us. No longer is that going to be a good thing. It's going to be, oh yeah, hindsight, don't go there, right? Some of you, some of you, you're, you're just desperate for peace from people, from a person or two. Now, some of you, you're just not people, people in general, so... Your peace comes from like, you just want peace from people in general, like homo sapiens, like all those other people. The quarantine was good for you. You're like, yes, keep them locked up and shut away. Get those people away from me and then life is good. But for those who are wired up a little bit more like me, a little little more relational and kind of people people, maybe there's one or two of those people that you feel steal your peace. Regularly, they're doing something, they're saying something, they're, they're bugging you, and you feel like if you could just fix that person, if you could just avoid that person, if you could just get that person to agree with you, then you'd finally have some peace. Maybe that works for a while, but you can only avoid people for so long. You avoid one person, you avoid that nasty coworker, but then the boss shows up. Maybe you, you get peace with your spouse. You finally got some peace until one of you squeezes the toothpaste wrong again or loads the dishwasher wrong or doesn't load the dishwasher at all and then peace is disrupted. Maybe, maybe you finally have peace with that teen in your house. They stopped saying something snarky 
because they're asleep. And then they wake up and they say it again and peace is disrupted. Maybe as a teen, you got some peace from the parents in your house. Like they, they quit nagging you. But then they come back in the room and they got something else for you to do. And peace is disrupted. Peace lasts for like five minutes in your home. Some of you, man, you just feel like peace is disrupted all the time by a person. And some of you, some of you just longing for peace from the problems in your life. If you just change the circumstances, just change the way things are, then you'd get some peace. If you could just finally get to that place. It's kind of a when-then peace. When I get married, when I get the promotion, then I'll find some peace. When I get that job, when I get that ring, when I get that house, when I get that possession, when I get that thing, then peace will come. Or maybe it's peace from something. And the sickness has got to end. The fighting's got to stop. The bills have got to quit coming. But you pay one and then another one shows up and your peace is always disrupted because this world is chaos and it will never give us a lasting peace. There's always something to challenge our peace. See, here's what I know. If we search for peace from this world, then we're never really going to experience a lasting peace in this world. We might get a momentary peace. We might get a break. But we're not going to have a lasting, true peace in this world. If we're searching for peace from this world, we're never going to find it. I mean, after all, the angel said, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. They promised peace would come to earth, a peace on earth, but they did not promise a peace from earth, a peace of earth, a peace in this world we can get, but it's not a peace that comes from the things of this world. Peace came from heaven. It's, it's a heavenly peace that came down to earth and came to us. It's a supernatural, otherworldly kind of peace named Jesus. Peace came to us hundreds of years before Jesus was born. God sent a messenger, a prophet, a guy named Micah, to bring hope and some joy to God's people, to let them know that a peace bringer would come, would arrive and bring peace for them, a peace fuller than they'd ever known, a peace different than they'd ever known. And he said this, this is God's words through Micah. He says, but you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, are only a small village among all the people of Judah. And Judah was only a small group of people among all the people of earth. He said, yet a ruler of Israel whose origins are in the distant past will come from you on my behalf and he will be your peace. He will be your peace. Micah was talking of Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us, as Matthew says. Isaiah calls him the prince of peace. That's who Jesus is. That little baby born in the manger was the son of God born to bring peace to you and me, to bring peace to us and God, to make peace because our sin had separated us from God, had wrecked the peace that we could have with God. So Jesus came to restore that, to save us, to save you and me from our sins, from how we had broken peace. He came to give us joy, to give us hope, to give us peace. And he came to do that for us. That's who he is. Now, I'm going to confess to you that the older I get, the more familiar I get with this story, the more this story runs the risk of losing some of its luster, of not quite holding the awe and the wonder that it once did when I was a kid. You know, you, you watch those kids in the video, and man, that, that girl in the video, she is excited to tell that story. But years go by, and we're like, ah, it's Christmas. 
It's Christmas. But this year, as I've been studying it again, as I've been reading through it again, God has given me a gift of recapturing some of the awe, some of the wonder of this story. And so I want to invite you into that, for you to recapture some of the wonder and the beauty of this Christmas story. See, we've been sold this notion that peace means tranquility, peace means serenity, that peace means that we are free from problems and pain, that if there's problem and pain, then we can't really have any peace. And that's the kind of peace the world tries to give us, just a problem-free avoidance of all those things. But that's not really the way it plays out. Like, if we just look at the life of Jesus, our Prince of Peace, keep in mind that this was the Son of God, that, that he is God, and he he decided to take off all of his divine privilege and all of his divine status, all of his godness, and be born into this world, to be born into chaos, to be born into obscurity, to be conceived in an unwed teen, to be born in a blinking you miss it nowheresville little town of Bethlehem, to, to have it announced to the, the people who were lowest on the rung of the social ladder, that he was born hungry and thirsty, needing somebody else to change his diapers. That this was God with us. And somebody else was changing his diapers. And this is a time before pampers and all the nice baby wipes, right? This, this is like burlap diapers, right? Like not a comfortable thing for the God of the universe to experience. And then he was born vulnerable, and naked, and chaos and pain and blood and mess. And he grew up mostly in obscurity and in poverty. And he had problems with all kinds of people, with the religious elite. And, and other people were always clamoring for his schedule, always wanting him to go somewhere and do something and heal them and go to this town or go to that town and heal these people or those people, perform a miracle here and there. Even his own family was nudging him to keep somebody else's pace, to go face these problems to the point where he died the same way he was born, vulnerable, naked, and chaos blood, and mess. So we've got this problem that if, if peace means the absence of problems, then our prince of peace faced all those problems. Then, then I'm just not sure what we do with that. But, but we have this beautiful gift in Jesus. That, that, that Jesus is God with us, but he wasn't just God with us as God among us, but as God as one of us. See, he, he wasn't just this like magician God who came down and was like, I am God, I can do whatever I want. He emptied himself of all the divine privilege, of all that divine status, of all his divine power, and lived in submission to the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit, the same way that you and I can live. He became fully human for us to identify with us. He experienced and expressed all the range of emotion, all the feelings, all the things that you and I experience. Jesus was human like you and me. He, he was joyful and he was sad and he was happy and he, he cried tears of pain at death and he cried tears of joy laughing so hard with his buddies and he got frustrated and got angry. and like He would get really bent when other people took advantage of people, especially when they took advantage of, of the disadvantaged people. And, and Jesus got frustrated when his own disciples displayed a lack of faith. Jesus wept, like wept tears at the death of friends. And Jesus was in agony and anguish at the mere thought of the cross as he prayed in the garden the night before he was crucified. 
Jesus experienced what you and I experienced. He was human. So if peace means the absence of problems, then we've got a really big problem because our Prince of Peace faced and endured a whole lot of problems. So maybe, maybe peace is not the absence of problems, but peace is found in the very presence of God, in Emmanuel, God with us, in the very presence of our Prince of Peace who is with us still. Perhaps that's where peace is found. And that means that we don't have to be aloof or detached and pretend that we don't have any problems, but we can be comfortable being human, acknowledging that this world is chaotic and it brings problems our way. But those problems will never overtake us. They might sway us, but they'll never overtake us because our God is bigger than any problem we'll face. See, the angels proclaimed glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Peace on earth, but not a peace from earth. See, I don't want a peace that comes from the things of this world because that peace doesn't last. That peace doesn't fulfill. That peace doesn't sustain. That peace just gets my hopes up and then lets me down. See, that's not the kind of peace I want. I want a peace that doesn't rest on a promotion, an emotion, or even a break in the commotion. I want a peace that does not depend on a paycheck, a policy, a proposal, or anything else. I want a peace that isn't dependent on an injection, an election, or even a stabilized economy. Because if those things can give me peace, then those things can steal my peace away. So I want a peace that's bigger than that. I want a peace that's bigger than all those things. I want a peace that's unbreakable, unshakable, undeniable, and unstealable. I want a peace that does not hinge on any of the things of this world. I want a peace that this world did not give, so this world cannot take it away. You want that peace? Give me an amen. That's the peace we want. That's the peace we long for. It's a peace we desire, and that's a peace we need, and we will only find that peace in the person of Jesus, who is our Prince of Peace. That's the peace we need. That's the peace we want. The Apostle Paul said it this way, It said, so when all those other things happen, when all those other problems come in your way, those people, that pace of life, all those calendar things, when when all those issues come up, don't worry about any of that stuff. doesn't mean you can't be mindful of those things, but you don't need to worry about those things. Instead, pray about it. Pray about all that stuff. Tell God what you need. Tell him that you need his peace, that you need him to take care of those problems. You need him to take care of those people. You need him to slow the pace of your calendar. And thank him for what he's done, what he's done. Thank him that he has given us his son, to make peace between us and God. And that's the greatest joy there is. Thank him that he has restored and resurrected us. That he's redeeming us. That he's made peace with us, that he loves us, that he's given us his grace and mercy. See, this is the way it works. Because when you do that, when you pray in that way, then you're gonna experience God's peace. Here's the thing. When prayer goes up, peace comes down. When our prayers go up, his peace comes down. When prayer goes up, peace comes down. Let that be your Christmas story this year. When prayer goes up, his peace comes to you. And when it does, when God's peace comes, it's a peace that's greater than anything we can understand. And this peace, it's gonna guard your heart. It's gonna guard your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. And what a beautiful gift that is that we can have that kind of peace. And so here's what I know. That if the apostle Paul could not fully understand this peace, if he couldn't explain it, who am I to even try? So I'm gonna take side with Paul and I'm gonna let you know, I can't fully understand this. I cannot adequately explain it. I cannot accurately define the peace of God for you, but you can joyfully experience it. There's a peace from God that is pervasive and ongoing and you can access that peace. 
That's the peace we long for. That's the peace we want. And because of that, that if we put our hope, if we put our trust, if we put our faith in Jesus, his peace is available to us. So it's okay. It's okay for us to be human and say, man, I'm burdened by the things of this world. I'm burdened by people and I'm burdened by problems and I'm burdened by pain and I'm burdened by the pace of life. I might be burned, but I'm not broken. I might be afflicted, but I'm never abandoned. I might be knocked down, but that stuff's never gonna knock me out. Because the same God who raised back to life now lives in me. And if you follow Jesus, he lives in you. And there is peace in that. A stabilizing, centering peace. Knowing that even though this world swirls with chaos, I can be centered on who God is. Knowing that this world's not my home, I'm passing through, and there are greater things to come. And there is peace in that. See, that's the beauty of this Christmas story. That the God who came back to life offers us a new life in him. And we can know peace through him, through our Prince of Peace named Jesus. But if you don't know Jesus, you're not going to know that peace. If you long for peace, and you got to know the Prince of Peace, but you can't know Jesus as your Prince of Peace if you don't also allow him to be the Lord of your life, to be the leader in your life to be the savior of your soul. If he's not the savior of your soul, if he's not the leader in your life, he can't be your prince of peace. See, it's a package deal. So if you're here tonight and you don't know him as your leader, you don't know him as your Lord, you don't know him as your savior, you gotta begin there. And that's the best gift you will ever receive. That's the greatest Christmas gift you'll ever unpack. If you're here with us in this room and you don't know him as that, I invite you, talk to me after the service. I'll be in line. Talk to us over the info center. If you're online and you're joining us and you don't know him as, as your savior, as your Lord, then you let the host know. And we'll have that conversation with you. Because that's the greatest gift we could ever have. That is the beauty of Christmas. That's the beautiful gift of the baby in the manger. It's not just that our savior God, Emmanuel, was born to us. But that he invites us to be born again in him, to be born fresh into a brand new life, a life of hope, a life of joy, a life of peace, a life that's never gonna end. Friend, that is the wonder and the beauty of the Christmas story, that the God of salvation has come and he offers us life, life in him forever with peace. Let's pray. God, in this world where we are surrounded by chaos, where everywhere we look, every time we turn on the news, we're just face to face with problems. We thank you that you are the one who transcends all that in ways beyond what we can understand and define and and comprehend that you give peace and you bring peace. And so God, I thank you that for all who trust in you, all whose hope is in you, We can walk in that peace that you give us. Thank you for that gift. God, thank you for sending your son here for us that that little babe in the manger became our savior on the cross and it became the resurrected redeemer. Thank you that that same resurrection power that raised you from the grave, Lord Jesus, is alive in us, resurrecting us even now. We thank you for that gift. That's why we sing tonight, God. So hear our songs as prayer, hear our songs as praise. And God, I pray that we all would know your peace tonight, that we would walk in the peace you give. And so we say all this in the power of your name, Lord Jesus. Amen.
Now grab those candles on your phone. Let's stand together and sing this last song. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas, OCC. Hey, we have been peace recipients so that we can be peace bringers. As that song says, may that song be our prayer. May peace begin with us. If you know Jesus and you walk with him and you know his peace, then the best gift you could give anyone, not just this time of year, but all year long, is to help them find peace in Christ and walk and the peace that God gives. And if you don't know that peace, my prayer is that you receive that tonight. So church, as you leave here, may you experience all the joy, all the hope, all the beauty, all the wonder, and all the peace that is Jesus, our Prince of Peace. And may you have a very, very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, OCC. Love you.